2: I am your host here at Illuminating Now, Lindsay's Life Secrets. I'm so glad you have all come to join us and that you continue to join us. It's part of a growing community, Illuminating Now. And if you find the show any way you find it, whether it's live or archive or you stumble upon us but you choose to say, that's a good thing. And I'm really happy to have you listeners listening. This show, Facebook, Twitter... All kinds of opportunities to hear it have been incredible with regard to growth. It's been pretty astounding. And so we have a pretty pretty powerful community of listeners. And you guys are choosing to learn and to contribute as well. And it can change our lives. And that's, I think, why we all join something like this, to learn and to see if there's a piece of any of the information that might be valuable for our lives. Please follow us Facebook. I always tell you that. It's a simple address. It's just illuminating now, all one word. Twitter is at sign illuminating now. My website is qualityforlifecoaching.com. That's just four words. There are no spaces. There are no numbers. Qualityforlifecoaching.com. Hey, check out that website. Honestly, there's iTunes, there's music videos, there's press releases. There's lots of things changing all the time and lots of good stuff showing up. And our guest today, website, www.suzanneross, Suzanne spelled with two N's, but just like you would think, Suzanne Ross, Wellness, all one word, dot com. She also has email, suzanneross64 at yahoo.com. And I'm going to throw her your phone number because she would be glad to hear from you for lots of reasons. 925-989-6779. So you've got some options there. And when we talk a little more, we'll find out why you might want to call her or talk to her. You are about to meet our guest. We are going to begin one of a two-part series. So this is Empowered Eating and Enlightened Living. That's, that's the two-part series. We're going to start with Empowered Eating. Suzanne, Ross and I have worked together prior, so I feel really lucky to have her back and to be able to work with her again. And let me tell you a little bit more about her. Suzanne Ross has been a wellness professional for over 20 years, specializing primarily in fitness and nutrition programming. She opened her first fitness center in Southern California in 1996 and continued expanding her facility until 2008 when she moved to Northern California. For the last six years, Suzanne has been providing wellness services at a premier Bay Area lifestyle center. As an elite personal trainer and nutrition coach, Suzanne offers both one-on-one services as well as workshops focused on integrative wellness for wellness. The Mind, Body, and Soul, which we've talked a lot about that on this show. That's really important to be integrating those. She also conducts workshops at smaller venues that embrace integrative approach to wellness and a larger corporate groups that want to look at progressive wellness programming for their employees and their companies. Due to the powerful transformations that her students were experiencing as a result of these workshops, she felt compelled to reach a wider audience, with her evolutionary approach to wellness. Suzanne has since become an inspirational author, a motivational speaker, and she impacts the lives of so many. She does motivational speaking engagements focused on human potential and is writing a book based on her own personal concept of evolutionary wellness. And it's called Lighten Up, 10 Days to a More Enlightened Way of Being. So how great is that? So let's just review. We're talking to Suzanne Ross, personal trainer, elite, certified nutrition coach, inspirational author, motivational speaker. I've given you some addresses. I've given you the phone number, and she will do workshops, events, corporate wellness programming, personal wellness consultation. You can even just contact her just to say hello and get any conversation going, see what might be right for you. So... Keep that in mind, and you know I'll review those addresses again at some point during the show. But it's it's really good to I mean to at least www.suzannerosswellness.com take a look at what's going on on her website because it's pretty powerful stuff. So, you know I know Suzanne, you're in the process of writing the Up trilogy, and you know, we've talked about that before. So that's three books. That's Lighten Up, Wake Up, and Rise Up. And today we're going to discuss Lighten Up, which is a 10-day restoration for the body, mind, and spirit. And you offer a 10-day detoxification and clean eating program with principles of empowered eating. And of course, Enlightened Living, which, you know, we have combined in a program, and I'll speak more to the Enlightened Living piece next week. But I just want to thank you so much, Suzanne, for being on the show for these weeks. It's just so great to have you back.
3: Good afternoon, Lindsay. I am so thrilled to be on your show again and to have this opportunity to discuss my book, Lighten Up. Like you said, we both offered a workshop on empowered eating and enlightened living recently. And uh, so it's wonderful to get together and talk about it on your show. For the past 20 years, Lindsay, as a personal trainer and nutrition coach, I've been designing fitness and nutrition programs to help my clients lose weight and improve their health. And as you can imagine, I have seen dozens of weight loss programs. From the introduction of fat-free foods and weight loss supplements to the widespread popularity of the Atkins and South Beach diets. And over the years, you know, I've seen these approaches produce temporary weight loss, but no long-term success or lasting improvements in health and well-being. Right. It wasn't until I discovered the significant benefits of detoxification and clean eating that I knew I could make a powerful difference in the long-term health and well-being of my clients. So tell me more about that clean eating, detoxification. So, I discovered a product line called Designs for Health, and it is natural, organic, herbal supplements that include vitamins and minerals and amino acids. And the purpose is to help people detoxify all those toxins that are stored in their body fat. And a lot of times, people will hang on to body fat simply because the toxins are stored there but once they do this natural safe and gentle cleanse they're able to release those toxins and the body fat will flush out as well you know and then people's energy level just soars they feel so much better
2: yeah because i know you talk about the body mind spirit connection i mean that's a big thing for you and you you address that and i want you to talk a little more about helping your clients with that how you know the sense of well-being how does this all
3: Connect. So I started with a detoxification and clean eating program, and just quickly, clean eating is simply organic produce and clean meats, um, free-range chicken and grass-fed beef, you know, so you're primarily looking at organic foods. So the detox and clean eating were great, but then I realized that I could help the participants on a much deeper level if I included modules for the mind and spirit as well. I could make a much more powerful difference in their lives with this integrative approach. I mean, that makes so much sense. So, so
2: integrating. And, and yeah, so, so it's a lifestyle. It's not so much saying these are the things like you're talking about, these other diets, eat this box, eat this thing, read this book, eat these five things. You're really looking at a lifestyle and the so transformation begins
3: to occur. I mean, you, can you see that? Absolutely. So when I first just, you know, was presenting the detox and clean eating, people were saying, oh, you know, I just feel so much better. But when I added the mind and spirit components, people would come in and tell me what a remarkable, you know, difference I had made in their personal lives, their professional lives, their relationships were improving, you know, so it was just a much more, you know, comprehensive benefit.
2: Yeah, and, and that's part of Lighten Up, right? Because that's, I mean, there's testimonials, there's, I mean, the, it really, I could call it life-changing benefits. It's a lifestyle. You are teaching people a new way of life. It's a holistic approach. And, and then you created this into the book, Lighten Up, so people can really follow something to start
3: to see this transformation for themselves. Is that true? That is, lighten up, you know, has many connotations. Of course, one is lightening up, maybe losing weight and ridding yourselves of toxic waste. But also, lighten up is just an outlook and an attitude. And shining your light from within, you know, is another way that, you know, we lighten up. So um, with my program, I really understood that, you know, why you can give people specific um, eating plans, Um, and an approach to eating. If they have issues around food and eating, if they have, you know, um, problems with food relationships, then um, you really need to address that as well if you're going to make a long lasting change for them. And so, you know, I really feel like it starts with honoring and respecting your body.
2: Yeah, that makes everything you say makes so much sense to me. But You know, I know you talk a lot about this. I know I talk a lot about this. So we both are on the same page with, you know, and and sometimes we use the exact same words and sometimes they're presented in different words, but limiting beliefs. I talk a lot about the subliminal mind, subconscious, limiting beliefs, our stories, our baggage, our dark stuff, you know, what we think is what we're capable of, but it's, It's quite limiting based on a lifetime of what our stories are. And and so that is part of it, right? Like that plays into it. If we have limiting beliefs on what can be achieved, then we're really
3: writing off some of our greatest potential. Is that part of what you address? Absolutely. So self limiting beliefs, you know, would start with, uh, say a lack of respect for your body, or maybe you have issues with your body type. So I try to impress upon my participants that we have to learn to accept the body type we have been blessed with and develop a deep sense of gratitude for all that it does for us each and every day. You know, we have to look at our bodies and say, I owe you my life. Thank you for allowing me to breathe. Thank you for keeping my heart beating. Thank you for allowing me to walk, talk, and express myself. Thank you for allowing me to fulfill my, to, my potential. And thank you for functioning so that I can realize my full potential. In return, I promise to respect you by treating you well. So it starts with self-love. And self-love and empowerment go hand in hand they really do but how do you get people you know that's
2: that's a very big accomplishment and i know you do it and i you know i know i've seen and and witnessed you know your inspiration and and what you do for people and and how much people um just look up to you and and really listen and i think a lot of it has to do with your passion you know you're you're not kidding around i mean this is your This is your from your heart, you know, you're not reading bullets out of a book. I mean, this is the stuff that you believe in from your heart and soul. And so I see that's why you are able to affect people the way you are. I think that I wonder because I also agree, self love, self esteem, empowerment they're the greatest things on the planet we could have, and they're the best things on the planet to get us somewhere we want to go. How do you work with folks who don't think their body's beautiful, don't think they're really blessed, think they got a raw deal, really, you know, like, can you overcome that? Is is there some, you know, do you have practices that you incorporate or ways that you talk to people that help someone get past that?
3: I do offer practices that can be very effective, and one of them is simply called the mirror practice. So I challenge people to look at themselves in the mirror and to just say, I love you and I forgive you, because many people have shame and guilt around personal issues, around food and eating as well. So... I challenge them to just look at themselves and say, I love you and I forgive you. And, you know, when I first tried this practice myself, I was surprised at how difficult it really was for me to say, I love you and I forgive you. You know, but the more that I did this practice, the more that I believed it. And I began to love myself more and I began to forgive myself You know, and as a result, I became more committed to my own health and well-being. I became more empowered. So I knew this could work for other people as well. And it really has. And you can take it one step further and have a full-length mirror and say, I love my hair. And I love my body. I love the body type that I was blessed with. And over time, you know, repeating this practice, you really will develop more self-love and be able to forgive yourself and feel much more empowered.
2: That's so valuable. I think that, you know, I know clients that I have whatever practices I might give them, whether it's about themselves or even in relationship about maybe how to give two compliments a day or leave post-its for your child every day. Or, and they might say something like, well, that's you know kind of contrived. Now you told me to do it, so now I know it's not really my belief. It's just what I'm doing because you said. But it's really interesting how when you do things like that, you are feeding the brain information. You really are. Well, I don't care if it's contrived or not. You're feeding the brain information, and that brain takes it in and delivers back out the behaviors That go with what's in the brain as the actual story. So when you say I love myself, I forgive myself, I'm blessed, you know, I the mere practice, I love you, I forgive you, you know, that becomes part of what the story is in your brain, and your brain can allow you to behave a certain way or to receive certain love and certain goodness that again, contrived or not, you might never get if you don't say that out loud and and put that information into your brain, which your brain may not be able to get any other way unless you say that so I think that's fantastic and and I do think it would be hard, so I think that's good that you're bringing up that that, that was a challenge for you because I think these are challenging things, you know we don't want people to think, "Oh, these are easy, you know, hey, just do these things and and then they think you know they're hard, so they stop they are hard, but so what? you know, do them anyway. And they start to change your ability to find health, your ability to find the love within. And if we don't love and respect ourselves, you know, then health and well-being fall off to the side. Because, you know, if we don't think we deserve something, we're going to manifest the fact that we're not going to get it. So, so that's a practice, the mirror practice. I've heard you talk about stop, look and listen. What's that?
3: That just encourages people to become more aware of the choices that they're making. So it gives them opportunity to just stop themselves before making a poor choice. So, you know, before they make food choices, for instance, you know, they can stop and say, is this the healthiest thing that I could be choosing for my body? You know, I love and respect my body. So I may want to you know, redirect my mind and make a better, more healthy choice. So they look at what they're choosing. And this just raises their awareness about it. And then they can listen intuitively, you know, to what their body really needs, So their body may intuitively tell them, you know, I need some protein right now. So let's make a healthy choice of some free-range chicken, you know, or some wild fish. So instead of, you know, going for that thing that maybe they just, you know, suddenly had a compulsive, you know, desire for, they're now choosing something that they intuitively need. That's great. That's great. I like practices. I like that you have these
2: practices and they do sound powerful. really do sound powerful. And I think people like it. People like structure when they, when they want to love themselves and they want empowerment and it's hard and there are things we don't like about ourselves. And so it's really cool that you design practices and design some structure for people to follow. And as we said before, to love and respect ourselves for people to love and respect themselves. um, That, you know, they that's part of what has to happen, but raising awareness is, you know, how they get there. The awareness and the choices they're making is how they start to feel better about it. So, So what's the next step after these practices?
3: So the next step is going to be what kind of connotations do you have towards food? So many people who have been struggling with their weight for most of their lives tend to have a negative connotation toward food, you know, because they're blaming food for making them fat or thinking that food is the enemy. So it becomes important to replace these negative thoughts about food with more positive and reaffirming ones. For example, you know, we might remind ourselves that We owe our life to the food that we have at our disposal. And this is where gratitude comes in as we recognize that food is necessary for our survival, that healthy food helps us to stay alive, while unhealthy food can have a long-term damaging effect on us and actually shorten our lives. So, you know, it's just another step toward releasing the victim mindset toward food this revelation that food sustains life. It helps to stop the negative chatter about food being the enemy and food causing you to be fat and food tempting you everywhere you turn. Food can only make you fat if you let it, right? You know, food can only tempt you if you perceive it that way. Food has no power over you once you become an empowered eater.
2: I like that. I really like that. And that's not really the way we talk, you know? We don't. Which is why I love what you bring, because empowered eating, you know, it's not just again a new fad diet. The empowered eating diet, like I mean, that's not what it is. It's it's going deep inside yourself and looking at awareness, and looking at choices, and looking at forgiveness, and looking at gratitude, and looking at love. You know, these types of things that can, like we're saying, reshape who we think we are and and how we see ourselves and and giving ourselves a chance to believe that we are lovable and deserving and then make choices that match how to have a good life. And like you said, the long-term damaging effects of some choices and yet gratitude for so very many things rather than some general rule that yeah, food's made me this way. So, you know, that's food. What are you going to do? You know, it's going to always be the enemy. I mean, I just, you know, I've, heard, I've also heard you talk about, and I know I, with my clients too, food stories. It, it talks to me a little bit about that. Like, because people have their food stories that then they talk about their eating behaviors when people, whether people challenge them or whether they just want to say it out loud before people challenge them. Do you, do you find that, that people kind
3: of have a story? that goes with their eating behavior? Oh, definitely. People have food stories that they stick with, and they may even realize, you know, their food story is kind of controlling their eating behavior, but they can't move beyond it. And sometimes it's just as simple as sharing it. It reminds me of a client I had recently, and she said, you know, I just can't help overeating at meals because I grew up in a house full of boys. I had three brothers, and every time my mother... You know, served dinner, they just dove into it and there was barely anything left for me to eat. And as soon as I moved out on my own, I would order whole pizzas and whole cakes and I would just eat them all by myself. <laughs> and so, you know, she knew that, you know, this story from her childhood was, you know, impacting her adult life and preventing her from, you know, having control at meals. But once she shared it with me and we were kind of able to laugh about it, And invalidate it as a part of her adult life. We were able to say, you know, that's a story from your childhood. Let's leave it there. And let's move on as an adult and know that, you know, that doesn't apply to your life today.
2: I like that. I like that. And I think that goes on so very much. I love that you have an example like that. Um, Of course, we hear over and over, I was taught to clean my plate. I was taught people were starving. So eat every single thing, Um, you know, which, of course, I'm not advocating waste, but the different things that people did in their homes that created a way people now, like you said, kind of justify, I mean, even if they're at a buffet, so they fill their whole plate, you know, five times, but they still eat that. Plate full because they were taught never put anything on it that you're not gonna eat. So but not they were never taught don't put too much on it or you might get sick and it might hurt your heart. So um food stories, that's just really interesting. And I know we have to take a break, but um but I think that's really key, and I love the example you gave, and I love the way you delineated. That is a childhood story. That is the practice that went on in your home. That is something you learned, but You can leave it there and it's time to learn some new ways to live and be and new stories to have and work with. So that's exactly why people draw to you and why you're so powerful because you're able to do things like that that change people's lives. We are on Illuminating Now. I am Lindsay Levinson, your host, our special guest, Suzanne Ross. We are talking about empowered eating, a lifestyle change, a way of living, and certainly a way of loving and empowering yourself. Stay tuned. Don't change the channel. We'll be right back.
0: Adoption changes a family forever. For the adopters as well as the adoptees, there are many adjustments that need to be made, from lifestyle to financial and the personal rewards are unlimited. Listen every week for Your Adoption Coach with Kelly Ellison. We will examine in detail such topics as international and domestic adoption. We will talk with adoption professionals and hear stories about real families adopting. If you've been thinking about adoption or recently began the process, you'll want to tune in to be inspired every Saturday at 3 p.m. Eastern Time, noon Pacific on Voice America Variety. Get Real Radio is broadcast live every Friday at 11 a.m. Pacific Time, 2 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. This could end up being the best time of your week.
3: If you hear a dog barking or an angel singing, then you know that you're listening to Waking Up in America. Heard every Wednesday at 3 Pacific time, Valerie Kirkgaard and all of her friends will bring you powerful and humorous discussions that raise thoughts and give you insight on how to live your life to its fullest potential. Adventure is always a must on Waking Up in America with Valerie Kirkgaard, every Wednesday at 3 Pacific.
4: If you are a dreamer aspiring to realize your dreams, join host Michael Friedlander for dreamers, winners, and making a difference. For Michael, to be a winner doesn't mean you must have finished first or must have great wealth, fame, and lots of toys. Instead, it means you must have realized your dreams without cheating or acting unethically. It means you must have made a difference for the better in the lives of those you've touched. Tune in to Dreamers, Winners, and Making a Difference, live every Monday at 2 p.m. Pacific Time, 5 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel.
0: Make our world a better place But not sure where to start Tune into Better Worldians Radio With the creators of the social game on Facebook Called A Better World Join hosts Ray, Mary Sue And Gregory Hansel Who will inspire you to make a big difference In small ways They'll speak to experts, authors, volunteers And everyday people who are changing the world daily Better Worldians Radio Is heard live every Thursday At 11 a.m. Eastern Time 8 a.m. Pacific Time On Voice America Variety.
1: You are tuned in to Illuminating Now Lindsay's Life Secrets. To connect with Lindsay or her guest, please call in to the show at 1 866 472 5788. That's 1 866 472 5788. You may also send an email to lindsay244 at sbcglobal.net. That's l-i-n-z-i-244 at sbcglobal.net. Now, back to Illuminating Now.
2: Hi, I'm Lindsay Levinson. We're back. Thanks for coming back. Thanks for staying on. This is an interesting show, and it matters to everyone. We all eat. We all eat, we all care, we all want to live healthy lives. It matters. It matters. So it's great. We have Suzanne Ross on, and Suzanne Ross has a lot of credentials in fitness, in training, in speaking. She's an author. Empowered eating is what we're talking about today. And, you know, we have a two part series going on here Empowered eating is this week, Enlightened Living is next week. It all goes together. But Eating is very specific, and we all have very unique belief systems, and in many cases, we can sabotage ourselves, and in many cases, we can really bless ourselves and take very good care and live longer, happier, healthier lives. So we're really lucky to have Suzanne on because she's got so much knowledge to share, and we get the benefit of that. So we went to break, and we were talking about, and I think this is so important, for all of you listeners to so just sort of tap into this again, our stories, we, you know, I think if you think back to your childhood, whether eating was a big deal or not in your home, you know, or a huge emphasis or not, there are some stories. I know um, a friend of mine, you know, Saturday and Sunday were candy days. So the parents didn't really want them to eat sugar most of the week. But the way that they kind of created them not wanting it, or at least they thought, you know was to say, we have drawers full of candy bars, and Saturdays and Sundays, you can open those drawers, and you can literally have as many as you want the whole entire weekend long, all weekend. But when Monday through Friday comes, you cannot have any sugar. So is that good? Is that bad? I don't know. But we all have stuff we grew up with that travels with us, and then we sort of create New, you know, new behaviors in our adulthood, but we use the stories from our childhood to define what we're doing. So Suzanne was talking about how she is able to help her clients delineate whatever those stories are. They don't have to matter that much. If you want to rewrite them, we, we could rewrite them. We could redefine them. What do you need to be healthy? What do you need to be happy? What do you need to feel good? Let's write the story that goes with that. So that's where we left off and I love that she does that and I love the way she does it. So it's re- so so it's important to recognize that the way people treat their bodies might be indicative of a much deeper emotional issue and maybe even in need of professional guidance. What do you think about that Suzanne?
3: Absolutely. So, you know, I can tell from talking to someone if this is going to be something that we can, you know, easily chat about and maybe I can help them let go of their food stories and help them stop allowing justifications, you know, to control their eating. But if I can see that there's a deeper, you know, psychological issue going on, I will certainly refer them to um, a professional.
2: And is it, is it what you see? You know, is it... It's it's something you can identify by the way they're talking to you, or do they bring up, you know, well, this breakup ever since then, you know, I don't know, I eat twice as much, or I had a loss, and I've gained 25. Do they associate? Do you think your clients associate that the food connects to something, or even in their past? This happened to me when I was a young person, and ever since then, I don't care if I'm fat, I just don't want anyone getting near me because of this crisis or trauma that I suffered when I, you know, did, did they know, or are it's something you can identify and help them see?
3: Um, I get a sense, you know, that what they're about to go into is a deeply rooted emotional issue that I um, know is outside of my practice. And, you know, that's when I can just, in a loving and compassionate way, say, you know, I think this is something that... I need to refer you out to a professional to to handle because I certainly want to, wouldn't want to give you any advice that, you know, wasn't as helpful as it could be.
2: Right. Good for you. And again, that's the integrative health, you know. I you, I know you're an advocate of it. I'm an advocate of it. We We all bring different things to the table, and I think we... Certainly in America, like in our societies, um, you know, we have a lot of compartmentalization. So we've talked about that. But, you know, if, if you're, you know, physically hurt, and someone can see you broke your leg, there's that doctor, you know, but if you're crying all the time, you know, there's then the, oh, that's a mental thing. And, you know, maybe it's a spiritual thing. And you lost someone and you'd like to, you know, try to understand that from the most spiritual higher power you can. And, but lots of times our teams of professionals do not really work on a case together. And and I think certain patients and clients lose out at the benefit of what integrative health can be. So good for you for realizing and knowing and practicing that kind of thing, that eating connects to lots of things. And if you can identify something, then there might be another professional you bring into the loop and and, and give them the benefit of that. When you, okay, so your book lighten up. You know, I. It's a process they go through. You know, how it, it, is it something they commit to? Do you do you ask for them to stay with it? Is it just random? They might, you know, because there's a timeline and there's things that you would like them to kind of go through. You know, how do you get people to commit? Or stay with anything that you're trying to do with the work with them with health and wellness?
3: I always ask my clients to make a strong personal commitment to their fitness and nutrition programs. And in my book, Lighten Up, um, You know, I know that if the reader or the participant is going to become an empowered eater, that they must sign an oath and really swear to it and then remind themselves of it as they move throughout their day. I encourage them to think to themselves, you know, I love and respect my body and this will help them fulfill the promise they've made to themselves. Um, For the book, I actually, the oath is called A Declaration of Self-Love and it says, I love myself enough to make a commitment to my health and well-being. I believe I am worth the time and effort to be healthier. I respect my body enough to take the best possible care of it that I can. I promise to make the best choices I can all of the time. I deserve to be healthy. I have earned the right to be well. I love and respect my body. I love and respect myself. Wow.
2: I mean those words and what great reminders who, you know, who couldn't read that. And, you know, you'd feel pretty guilty if you read that and didn't want to try to take care of yourself. And so you ask them to really sign that and, and, and like a contract sign and date it and something so that they can refer back to it and use it as a true reference to something that they did agree to for their own well-being
3: absolutely and it's a really powerful start to a new way of life for people you know like I said in the beginning empowered eating is more than just a way of eating it's a way of life and once you have more respect for your body you'll naturally have more respect for yourself and your life will change in many positive ways as you develop more respect for yourself your body and your life in general
2: yeah I mean I mean just that kind of Signing that, I mean, that's such a powerful reminder. And I love that. I love that. I love, you know, things like that. Like taking that extra step to believe in yourself, to sign a contract about yourself. We sign so many contracts in the world about what, you know, terms and conditions, on what we're buying, on what we're going to pay, on what we won't get back, on what the refund. But to sign about caring and loving ourselves that's a powerful reminder to not let your own self down about the choice you're about to make. And, you know, you might or might might not make an unhealthy choice, but it is holding you accountable for the contract that you did sign. And so it certainly keeps you in awareness. And it also allows them to talk with you. Hey, I made an unhealthy choice. I feel kind of bad because I signed that contract and I kind of went against it. But at least there's a foundation of which they can speak
3: to you about it because they did sign it, right? Exactly. And then we go back to the forgiveness factor. You know, so obviously not everybody is going to stick to their plan 100%, and I wouldn't expect that. And we're all human, and things come up, events come up, and, you know, you're in a situation where someone's fixed you a lovely meal, and it may be outside of your program guidelines, so that is fine. Of course, you're going to enjoy your life and partake. Um You know, and then just, of course, forgive yourself later if you need to, you know, if you've gone off your plan and, you know, you just say, you know, I forgive you and I do love and respect you and I will get back on track with my program. Yeah, because
2: that's, again, I love, (laughs) I love the branches of the tree, you know, I love forgiveness. I, it's, it's almost like, it's a good thing if they go off because it's a good thing to understand. Perfection's not... You're not striving for perfection. I mean, people can kill themselves from trying to be perfect. It's, You know, it's okay to not do something perfect, and then it's okay to learn that skill too. A lifestyle is a lifestyle, and then lifestyles include mistakes, and mistakes include, again, staying in awareness, not just saying, well, I made a mistake, so I'm throwing this in the garbage now. It's I made a mistake, so I need to be in awareness. I need to name it. It would be good to talk through it with someone so I can kind of get a feel for why I made that mistake. You know, so I don't make it again. I want to understand where my weaknesses were with that one. What did I learn from it? And forgiveness, like you said, is fabulous. It's one of the most fabulous tools we could ever have in, our, in a lifetime. So, you know, so what I'm saying is what you're doing with this is, is so expansive, It goes so far beyond. I mean, food is sort of the vehicle for sure that much of this is channeled through and it matters. But it's changing people's ability to love themselves through the skills they're learning in signing a contract, in making mistakes, in being able to be in awareness, in being able to be in acceptance, forgiveness, and communication, talking to you. So anyway, I'm just impressed with how you've designed this. And so you have this 10-day detoxification and clean eating. You know, talk to me a little bit more about what that is because that's part of, you know, something that you've designed. I'd like to know a little more about what the supplements or organics – some people don't know exactly, you know, what that would entail.
3: So the 10-day detoxification and clean eating is based on organic supplements and the paleo concept of eating natural organic food from the earth. So the supplements I recommend in my book are natural, herbal, and organic. And the ingredients allow for a safe and gentle removal of toxins that are stored in body fat. Um, antioxidants help to protect the body of these toxins as they come to the surface and then flush out through the liver and kidney. As the toxins are released, the body fat they were stored in naturally flushes out too. So this detoxification is accompanied by a clean eating program that's based on the Paleolithic concept of the hunter-gatherer lifestyle. I'm sure that many of your listeners have heard of. Um, but our bodies became adapted to this lifestyle of living off the land in the first several hundred thousand years of our existence and our dna you know has been programmed to eat this way so when we introduced you know agriculture grains and then ultimately began processing food and boxing it up our health suffered greatly and diseases and dysfunction have been prevalent ever since Now, of course, now we use all kinds of chemicals, preservatives, hormones, and antibiotics (laughs) in the processing of food, and it's really resulted in widespread heart disease, cancer, and many inflammatory diseases. But the good news is that we can remove these toxins and adopt a clean eating lifestyle that not only prevents these diseases, but also helps us to have a higher quality of life with abundant energy and vitality. You know, I believe that free of these toxins, we can realize our highest potential, pursue our hopes and dreams, and live a long and healthy life.
2: You know, there's so many people who wouldn't tie those together. And as you say all that, it just makes so much sense. And now, I mean, there is is what, you know, I believe there's a number of paradigm shifts and a lot of them connect, whether it's holistic, whether it's integrative health, Um, the availability of organic, natural food, and even the awareness of it. You know, it's, it's, it's much more abundant these days. There are not only can you get it, but you know, we, we start to understand where we can get it and people want to get it. So people are recognizing significant improvements in their health by avoiding the toxic chemicals in the non-organic produce and processed food by choosing, Meat that's free of hormones and antibiotics. I, you know, tell us more about your concept of empowered em- empowered eating.
3: So, the concept of empowered eating is really about a higher awareness, a higher awareness about the choices that you are making on a daily basis. And like I said, it starts with self-love and respect for yourself and your body. But beyond that, it's about bringing your consciousness into your eating experience. It's about respecting the act of eating itself as an opportunity to honor your body. It's respecting the life-giving quality of the food that we're eating by setting the time aside to fully appreciate it. In this way, we're empowering our bodies to fully digest our food and assimilate the nutrients in it. When we're distracted while we're eating, our bodies simply don't digest our food. And there's many studies that have been done where they actually hook an electrogastrograph up to people while they're eating, when they're distracted. And these tests show that they actually have 0% digestion for up to one hour. And then on the other hand, when they hooked this EGG up to people who, you know, had no distractions and they were really focused on their eating experience, they had 100% digestion. Wow.
2: Okay, so that's like a really, (laughs) that's a really big statistic. So, I mean, if you're not digesting or even if you're just distracted, I would think this connects back to when we talk about mind, body, spirit, in other words, then you're also, because food is something that's such a pleasure, it, 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 it can be such a pleasurable experience. And so I'm not saying that you're reporting data on that, but from someone who's always kind of, you know, I, 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 it's a blessing and a curse that I'm always in the brain and thinking about that a little bit. But if you're distracted when you're eating, I think you lose much of what is increasing pleasure sensors for your life, which change how you perceive the world. Do you agree with that?
3: I do. And when we rush through eating or eat while we're driving or eat while we're, you know, in our computer or watching television, it's, a, it's actually disrespecting the eating experience. You know, so I encourage my clients to turn off their devices, sit at a real table with real silverware and just begin by honoring the food, expressing gratitude toward it and really appreciating its smell and the taste and the texture and the sustenance. And I also, you know, suggest that this is a time for positive interactions, you know, with their friends and family. It's really a time to set aside the stress of the day. And, you know, it can help when you sit down to eat just to start by taking five deep breaths. And this will just help to relax you. And then while you're eating to take a breath between each bite, just setting your silverware down and enjoying each bite thoroughly. And people are actually more satiated by their meal when they focus on their eating experience. They tend to eat less because they recognize they're full. So, you know, if we don't pay attention to eating we aren't satiated by the experience and we may eat more than we need to and then we get up and we're looking for more food later because we never were satiated so you know until we really fulfill that um you know by paying attention to what we're eating um we're you know we're going to be constantly looking for more and more food
2: Yeah, I think what you've just shared is really powerful and probably something most of our listeners would never have thought of. Five deep breaths before diving in. Take a breath before each bite. Um, You know, many of us skip our meals. We have busy schedules. Then we're starving. We overeat. And many of us give our children snacks, you know, to to be quiet. You're in the backseat of the car. Here's your chips. Uh, you're at this event, you know, your sister's doing gymnastics. I need you to be quiet till gymnastics is over. Here's a bag of goldfish, you know. Um, I, I highly encourage folks not to do that. You know, as, as young children, they grow up and lose the value of meals. They don't need to eat in the room. They don't need to eat in the car. They don't need to eat as a side thing in between the actual re- times that they're really going to eat. That's my two cents on
3: that. So, you know, talk about our busy lives, Suzanne. Well, you know, stress plays a huge role in our lives and when we are in a stressful state of mind, our body releases cortisol, which actually causes us to store body fat. So, you know, while we can't always avoid stress... We can make an effort to do these breathing practices or engage in basic meditation or just take a nice nature walk, anything to help reduce the negative impact that stress has on our lives so that we don't release cortisol and cause ourselves to hang on to abdominal fat. You know, we just have to make a conscious effort to avoid stressful conversations before, during, and after eating. And, you know, Lindsay, I know you're going to talk more about the benefits of enlightened living, um, that, you know, the advice you're going to offer will dramatically improve the way we deal with stress. But I just wanted to touch on how stress affects, you know, the eating experience.
2: Yeah, I I think that makes such a difference. And we are going to have to close the show and we do get tight. Um, I know, you know, Suzanne, thank you for being on the show. I so appreciate it. I know you're on next week as well, but it means everything that you're taking this time to be on the show.
3: It's my pleasure, Lindsay, and I really appreciate this opportunity. So it's been great. We've talked about lighten
2: up, um, wake up a 10 day life lessons workshop will be released in February of 2015 and lighten up will be released right before the holidays in October. So do look for that. I have told you to go to www.SuzanneRossWellness.com, and I do ask you to please go there because you know, that's where you find what we're talking about and so much more, so it's important. You know, today we've talked about empowered eating, and we've talked about the depth of what it means from a holistic viewpoint. Suzanne, Suzanne Ross, she brings a wealth of knowledge in understanding what our body, mind, and soul you know, what we need and how we can benefit from empowered eating and what empowered eating even means. And there's a lot to it. Lindsay Life secret. How, here it is. You know, it's easy in our lives to get busy. It's easy to have excuses and reasons and stories why we cannot be empowered with the choices that we make. You know, we're just sort of overpowered by our lives. Suzanne helps us see our power in the nourishment and feeding of our souls and how directly connected this is to our daily habits and practices with eating. This matters for living well, it matters for living with health, and it matters for living with longevity, having a long life. Do check out her website, SuzanneRossWellness.com. See all that she has to share. It is important to take this stuff seriously, and I'm going to want you to tune in next week to Enlighten Living. And Suzanne will create a forum for me to share some of my thoughts with you because it's a program we've developed together, so we'll be on again together doing that. I want to note, you're all very busy people. Our lives are nutty, man. We just have the craziest lives that keep getting busier and busier. But when you choose to stop and listen to a show, any show, that's good. You're learning something. When you choose to stop and listen to this show, I'm going to personally give you my gratitude because you're deciding to belong to a community that wants wisdom, wants collaboration, wants growth, and wants some change. And you can pick out whatever change is right for you, but good for you for joining us and being a part of it and deciding it's important and deciding it matters. And because of that, we have a community, cumulatively, with everything we've got going on, probably 70,000 plus. It's good stuff. So I am your host, Lindsay Levinson. Our special guest has been Suzanne Ross. I am so thrilled that you tuned in. Don't miss next week as we do talk about enlightened living, and that is part two of our series. And in the meantime, have an empowered and enlightened week. Thanks. (music)
1: Thanks for joining us for Illuminating Now, Lindsay's Life Secrets. Please join Lindsay Levinson again next Wednesday at 3 p.m. Eastern Time, noon Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Have a terrific week.